Welcome back to the second episode, part two of Psalm chapter two. The first part of Psalm chapter two was what Satan does, verses one through three. The second part is what God does, verses four through verse nine. Now, what does Satan do? The, people, the heathen rage, the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed. And then they say this, let us break their bands asunder, cast away their cords from us. And that's what Satan does through men. Then we talked about what God does. He sits in the heaven and laughs at them. He has these people in derision. He speaks to them in his wrath and he vexes them in his sword of displeasure. And then he says in verse 6, Psalm 2, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. You see, there's the, there's the solution to all the problems. Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I will declare the decree. Uh, the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee. And he's talking to the Son, Jesus Christ, ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Some awful stuff is going to happen to the heathen. Why do they rage? Why don't they just get saved? And the, and the the reason is they will not, will not, do not believe. Does it mean they cannot believe? No. No. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means you. That means me. That means everybody that draws breath. Whosoever. It's, it's, it's complete. But the heathen have disregarded the whosoever. And God shall break them with a rod of iron, shall dash them with pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, that's what God, that's what God does. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's in the process of doing. And, and he'll complete the process. So what do we do about it? All right, here's the last four verses of Psalm chapter 2. And this is the third point in our outline. What should we as believers do? How do we win this thing? How does it come out for us? What should we do? Verse 10. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. He's, he's instructing the, 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 the leaders, the leadership, the rulers. He's saying that, be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. And it's getting political again, huh, Kurt? Well, yeah, to the group of people he's talking to. If you want to be in leadership in this country or any place in the world, better heed this verse here. You better watch it. You better look at it. Um, so, 
what do we do? Be wise now, therefore. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. By the way, the book of Proverbs, uh, again, that's a book in the Bible that I was instructed and encouraged to read a chapter a day, and I've been doing so for years. Proverbs chapter 4. Well, the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom, all about it. And, and it says this, Hear ye children, the instruction of a father, and to know the and to know understanding, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Now listen, this is talking to leaders and it's talking to the male leaders. It ta it's talking to daddies. It's talking to pastors. It's talking to preachers of the word. That's what this is talking to. And, and it's incumbent upon you to do it. Well, what do you do? Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Be in your Bible every day. You want wisdom? Get in the word of God. Read through it. By the way, and the best way to understand this word of God is to teach it. Read it to teach it. And that's what I've done down through the years. And if someone said, well, you, you, you've done a pretty good job of teaching. I, I am not, you know, if I know anything, it's that I don't know everything. But I know somebody who does know everything. And that's God. So I stay in God's word. So I can't, I don't want to be wrong. And neither should you. So fathers, male leaders, um, kings, rulers, government officials, government officials, and we're not being political. The Bible is, listen to what this says in Proverbs chapter four. It says this, get wisdom. And what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge, Curtis? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Wisdom is, I mean, it's well said. You can't just have knowledge. You've got to have wisdom to go with it. Because if you have knowledge and you don't have wisdom, you will, have, you will apply knowledge incorrectly. So get wisdom and you get knowledge. It's, and, and it says, get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. That's where it comes from, from the, from the word of God, from Genesis 1, 1 to Revelation chapter 22, all the word of God. Stay in it, meditate in it. And, and what do you mean? Stay in it, meditate. It says here, forsake her not. What? Who? It forsake not? Where? Oh, you're still in Proverbs 4. Yeah, I'm still in Proverbs 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it says, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Love who? Wisdom. Wisdom. 
wisdom. Verse 6 of, of Proverbs 4 says, Forsake her not, she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. That's what the book of Proverbs says. And this is what we should do, according to Psalm chapter 2. Now, be wise now, therefore. Hey, there's six things we need to do. Six of them in these last four verses that the believer needs to do. It says here, um, be wise now, therefore. Now, we just talked about how to get wisdom. That's one. Be wise, therefore. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Um, and then it says here. Um, the second. Uh, second and by the, by the way, he's saying, be wise, therefore, all you kings. The second, second thing is be instructed, ye judges of the earth. That's the second thing. The second thing. In other words, in order for you to be wise, you've got to be instructed and you've got to listen to the instructor. And the instructor will be the Holy Spirit of God as the man of God reads it, teaches it, and the Holy Spirit interprets it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness that the man of God be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good work. That's what the book of Psalms is saying here. It's there, be wise now, therefore, be instructed, you judges. Then it says, serve the Lord with fear. That's Does that mean? Huh? That's the third thing. Does that mean that I'm supposed to be afraid if I serve God? I'll be afraid of persecution or be afraid of, of people saying nasty things about me? Well, they will. It and they have. serve the Lord with respect. That's exactly what the word fear means here. Serve the Lord with respect. Why should I serve the Lord with respect? Well, I certainly respect the God who made the whole world. Don't you? I certainly respect the word of God, which he dictated to men. I certainly respect the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for how many? For all. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Book of Second Corinthians says it. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Be wise, therefore, you kings. Be instructed, you judges. Serve the Lord with fear. And then it says, rejoice with trembling. Rejoice with trembling. My goodness. I don't, I don't know exactly what that means. I must under, I must tell you. What do you think, Curtis? Well, I, I think that what, it, what it's saying here is uh, if you're serving the Lord with fear, you have a reason to be happy, but you should be fearful for those that are not. And if there are members of your family yeah. are not, you ought to be rejoicing for your own salvation, but trembling at their lack of. At their lack of. And folks, 
This is probably a good verse for people who wish to be soul winners. And we don't have many of them left, do we, Curtis? No. When was the last time that anybody from a local fundamental Bible-believing church ever knocked on your door with the gospel? When I was living in Texas about six or seven years ago. How long? Oh, six or seven years ago. There are, there are two churches in the area in which we live right now. Well, actually three. I don't know if I should mention them or not. That would tell you. No. no. Let, let, let's not mention them by name. Okay. Uh, but, the point here is that there are only a few. Yeah, only a few. Yeah. I asked my current pastor, if I have a friend who doesn't live very close to where your, our church is, where do you think I should send them? He could only come up with three names. Yeah. And we live in this tri-county area of quarter of a million people, don't we? Right. Yeah. That's a pretty sad thing. And that's why we're teaching this today. This is the heathen raging, and that's happening now it says this be wise be instructed serve the lord with fear and rejoice with trembling then he says this kiss the sun now that's s o n capitalized s o n yeah yeah you're not good. <laughs> you don't want to burn your lips do you? that's right. anyway yeah, and so it, it means kiss the sun. Now, why kiss the sun? Because it's an it's an action that displays affection. Affection, and not only affection, but deep love. Kiss the sun. You know how you know how many times I've kissed Sharon? My wife. I know who you're talking about. Do you know how many times I've kissed her? No. I don't either. We've been married 42 years and, and she's gotten kissed every day more than once. Okay, so yeah. At least once a day. At, at least, least once a day. Doing a lot of smooching. And if I can kiss my wife that frequently and that ardently and that consistently, what should we do with the Lord Jesus Christ? We should display our love. But if we don't, what could happen? What can happen? Yeah. Well, what did you have in mind? Well, the, the short phrase after the comma there, after kiss the sun. It says. Lest he be angry. That's exactly right. And if he gets angry, what will happen? The third part of that. Oh, the third part of it says, and ye perish from the way kiss the sun lest he be angry and you perish from the way Woo! strong words isn't it okay does it scare anybody the rulers of the earth yeah kings yeah people taking counsel against god and his anointed the leaders uh, the better course of action here would this is a warning to the leaders of the earth there's a better there's a better course of action than you're taking now. Don't 
take counsel against the Lord's anointed. It's not going to do you any good. Nope. I'm going to laugh at your plans and destroy you in the end. It's better. Yeah. To serve me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just better to serve me. Sure it is. Yeah. The Bill of Rights is a pretty good thing, isn't it? I don't think so, yeah. But don't you think the Ten Commandments is a better one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Your president can say things. He's just a man. When God says things, he means it. And they're eternal words. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little. What? If God gets a little ticked off. You're in deep doo-doo. And if your Bible says the angry is with the is God is angry with the wicked every day, and make no mistake about it, three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter days in the year, three hundred and sixty-six in the new in the leap year, and He's angry with them every one of those days, every every one, yeah. Now, why doesn't He? immediately drop his judgment on you. Why doesn't he do that? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Oh my goodness. And he's long-suffering toward us. But have everlasting life. And so when we come to the word perish, we're talking about people that die and go to hell. When we're talking about perish, that's what we're talking about. But whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Does that mean I'm going to be a human being that lives several thousand years? No. It means that I will have my soul and spirit with which I was born physically. And was inserted in me spiritually will last forever. I'll have a new body. I'll have a new body one day. I'll di I'll die in this present body, or I'll be raptured. Either way, I'm going to get a new body. You need one. I I, I do. <laughs> so do I. I'm dealing I'm dealing with some serious yeah, dad bod yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, myself. As of this recording, <laughs> I'm I'm 82 years old, and I. And I wake up in the morning and I say, what again? You, you need a new body. <laughs> sure. And you do too out there, listeners. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And and by the way, you'll get one yeah. if you do what God says. Kiss the sun. Serve the Lord. Um, and he says, and, and, when, and when do we do that? When, when will we perish from the way? When his wrath is kindled but a little. I don't want to tick God off even a little. Hey, do we as believers sometimes do that? Yes. Oh, boy. You know, just because we're saved, we're not sinless. That's right. But God, Jesus came, became sin for us, that we might be made, made the righteousness of God in him. Does, he, does that mean that we're, uh, that we're going to be sinless? Uh, on this earth? No. 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 I don't mm -hmm. like sin. God does not like sin. But he doesn't sin, and I still do. Now, aren't you glad for Psalm 2? I am. Yeah. 
well, we're not finished with it yet. He 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 will he will be angry and and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled, but a little. Wow. Then it says this, and we'll finish with this. It says, blessed. You know how many times it says blessed in the Psalms and the Proverbs? Over and over and over again. How have we been blessed, Curtis? I've been blessed with two children that I love dearly. I've been blessed with a really good wife. I've been blessed with a wonderful house. Yeah, we have countless blessings. Countless blessings. Sure. I have two checking accounts for crying out loud. I've been blessed in that way. Right. Yeah, and and, and I'm, I'm talking. That's just one of the things. Uh, I've been blessed with, you know, really, really good health. I don't get sick very often. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get a runny nose very often. Uh, I I still occasionally get sick, uh, but when when you, I look back over my 82 years, I I am seldom sick. I've been blessed with very good health. I can still run a little bit. It hurts. <laughs> no, but anyway. I've seen you do it. I, yeah, you've seen me do it at times. I know that it hurts. Yeah, and uh, while I used to be fast in high school and college when I played football, you know, I was the third fastest kid on the football team at Western Illinois University. There were two two other guys that could really uh, kick up the dust and 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 make me breathe it, but um, nonetheless. I could run. I was in good health. Uh, I could get tackled, and I I got hurt. I got cut. I got broken bones. But but you know what? God has still blessed me. I healed, and I still do. Yeah. And I'm still alive, and I can still say these things. So Go the ahead. The point is that, that you're, you're you're reading the very last portion of the last verse of. Psalm 2, which says, Blessed are all they, all they that put their trust in, in him, him, the Son. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Have you put your trust in him today? Good question, isn't it? I know you have. I, I, I know I have. I have. And by the way, all these blessings come not because I'm good. It's because God is good to me. That's the point. That's and, okay. and, the, and he wants to be good to you. Yep. And the New Testament says, if we say if we say we have no sin, we de we deceive ourselves and make God a liar. Yeah. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God, and 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 we keep sinning, whether we like it or not, because the sin nature has not been yet erased, because we're still in the body and blood of flesh. We haven't been changed. We shall not all sleep, the Bible says, but we shall all be changed. The sin nature is like a virus that you get. That's it. Okay, we, we all inherited it, number one, and we're born with it. Uh, but if you're talking about just a regular uh, flu or cold virus, those things come, you de they, they make you sick, and then sooner or later that virus dies inside you and it leaves something called nucleotides. 
you'll never get rid of that virus is always a part of you. Even if it's not active, yeah. it's still a party. That's what your sin nature is. You get saved, you become a new creature, but you still have some of the dead nucleotide in there. Yeah. It still it, is. It's still a part of you, whether you like it or not. And it raises its ugly head. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves right. and the truth is not in us. That comes from the word of God, straight from the word of God. And, uh, and that's the truth. So it says this, <coughs> but it says this, even though we're sinners, even though we still sin, even though, even though God is, it's disgusted with us sometimes because we're his children. Curtis, that's why God made the family on earth. You were my son. You never stopped being my son from the day you were born until right now. And for almost everything, I, always, I was so proud of you. Almost. <laughs> almost everything, yeah. But yeah. you can say with honesty to our audience, you got spanked a time or two. I think that you're underestimating. <laughs> and that's right. And why? Because I perceived that you were doing something wrong and I wanted you to know that it was wrong. And I wanted you to find out that this was going to happen when you're wrong and that you wouldn't do it anymore. And this is exactly how God works in our lives. And this is what Psalm 2 is saying. Whom he loveth, he chaseth. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. That's right. And he chastens those. Wait a minute. Is that... I'm not trying to rabbit trail you, so wrap, wrap it up. We don't have much time, Pastor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you. I'll, if I say something, it'll rabbit trail. Yeah. I, I, I hate time constraints. <laughs> when I was a pastor, I always disliked them. And, and I, and I got called on, yeah. on it a couple of times. You always go over time, Pastor. You're getting called on it now. So. Yeah. So, uh, and I would tell him I'm going to speak when God tells me to speak. Shut up when God tells me to okay. shut up. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah. And so anyway, all right. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. That includes the heathen, the people, the kings, the rulers, the heathen, the Jew, the Gentile, that covers it. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your precious son. We thank you for your written word, the Bible. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given to us to help us interpret this precious and holy word. We thank you then for the privilege of being your children. We thank you for the privilege that you've given to Kurt and to me and to the others on our podcast to teach and preach this, your precious and holy word. We thank you for Lucas. and all the others that are and Curtis 
Okay. And who's our other one? J.B. <laughs> J.B. Hickson. I didn't forget you. Um, thank you, though, so much, God, for these men of God who faithfully and, uh, and truthfully and uh, earnestly and excitedly preach and teach your precious and holy word. We pray now that you will bless the teaching, bless the preaching, and we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Wow. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Well, uh, just look at your current headlines, folks, and you'll see that's exactly what's going on. And no matter what they try to do, the Lord is still in control. Always remember that. Yeah. He's always in control. Uh, at this point, we got to wrap it up uh, for now. Thank you, Pastor, for that hour. And, uh, and JB, if you're good, listening, I didn't that, forget you. That's good stuff. <laughs> he knows that. Okay. Uh, but be with us tonight uh, as we uh, have on board again uh, our good friend Lucas Doremus. Uh, that'll be at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, I believe Lucas is going to be in the book of Genesis tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. So until 7 p.m. tonight, we thank you for being with us today. And we hope you'll join us uh, tonight with Lucas. And so this is the Christian Underground News Network. Until 7 p.m. tonight, signing off. May God bless and keep you. <laughs>